This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade. Try the all-new Tour Response, a tour-quality urethane ball that doesn't cost as much as a ball played on tour, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And good morning, Canada, and welcome inside Golf Talk Canada. You can listen to us on TSN 1050. Also, watch us today on TSN 5. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks here in the studio. Mark Sacchino will be joining us an hour or two over the phone. He's on PGA Tour radio duty because, Bob, we have a, we hope anyway, <laughs> rare Monday finish on the PGA Tour. Yeah, weatherman always wins and when it comes to golf, so they've uh, de- delayed it to Monday, and now they've delayed the start. It was supposed to start at 7.30. We are on projection now for an 11.30 a.m. start, so we'll uh, update you if we hear anything more on that, and hopefully they get it finished today. We had a, a report from our local yes. weatherman named Mark Sacchino who says that PGA Tour officials have told him that it uh, looks good to get a Monday finish in, so hopefully uh, it doesn't extend past that. Let's keep our fingers crossed that they finish on Monday for everyone involved, for the FedEx Cup playoffs, for for everyone really to let's get this finished and get on to the next tournament, the BMW Championship. But Bob, you've covered golf for a very long time. Can you recall ever? I mean, the last time I can recall where they just washed a day out, but that was more of a delay. That's the 2015 Open Championship, and that was the wind delay where they just pushed it to Monday. Have you ever recalled where a situation like this has happened where on Saturday they say, you know what, we're just going to blow out Sunday and go straight straight to Monday? Uh, I'm sure it's happened a couple times. It's not, obviously, it's it's pretty rare. Even that wind out, I think, you know, they started a few guys. Yeah, you're right. And then they canceled. I remember at the Masters one year, they had a, pretty sure, I don't think we ever went to the golf course. They had a, a rain out, and I couldn't tell you what year that is, but... They've had a few over the years, but it's pretty rare when they do it the day before or even like they were even meeting two days before to talk about it because mm-hmm. I guess they saw the Hurricane Henri, um, Henri tracking on there. But it's you get typically you get rainouts when they just can't finish. They're playing. They're on the course. It gets, you know, called halfway through. Mm-hmm. But uh, but there's been a couple of strange ones over the years. I remember an LPGA event in Bahamas one year where they had to um they could only use about five or six holes of the golf course or something they had. There were a few holes that were not playable, so they played a shortened course. Everybody played the same course, but I remember some of the scores were like 56, 53. There was something very strange in that one. And then I can remember uh, a hole-in-one or a playoff where they came back. They had one hole available, <laughs> and so they just kept playing the one hole at the two players who were in the playoff. They had to come back for the playoff. I think Tom Lehman was in that one, yep. if I recall right. Anyway, some strange ones over the years. As I said, the weatherman always wins. Well, it's fascinating, too. I remember a couple of years ago at the Genesis Open, where or Genesis Invitational, where there was so much rain, but they still let some guys out, and only three or four groups got to play two or three holes. But then, because the rain was so bad, they actually canceled and said, you're just going to start again. Right. And that's when Phil Mickelson had one of his funnier moments, where on the 10th hole at Riviera, the drivable par four, he, he didn't hit a fairway, never was on the green, went bunker, 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 hole. <laughs> for a routine par. So uh, not that situation today uh, for the Northern Trust, but Cameron Smith, John Rahm are your co-leaders. Eric Van Ruyen just one shot off the pace. We will update you on what goes on at the Northern Trust, any possible updates. Right now, as Bob mentioned, 11.30 a.m. Eastern is the time they hope to tee off, but uh, I guess, as they say, only time will tell. Bob, we have a very busy show today. Noah Steele, who won the Osprey Valley Open, by six shots, not one, not two, but six shots, 
He's going to join us in about 30 minutes or so. Uh, Todd Kirsten, yeah. uh, Paragolf Canada, a bunch of other things. He's going to join us as well in hour two. We'll talk, well, Winner's Beard and what. And we have a massive announcement coming at the end of hour one, previewing for tonight, which is 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Tonight. The grand finale. The grand finale, valued at over $5,800. Wow. Custom made through the bag fitting at TaylorMade. We'll have more details on how you can win later. Is there any other show, any other radio show that gives away as much as we do? We have given away a lot of stuff this year. We do. And uh, we're giving away more. Like we're giving away... Mr. Butcher's got a big announcement coming up in the next few weeks. Yep. There's our 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Mm-hmm. We've given stuff out all year long. We gave some Adidas stuff out earlier. Bushnell, you, too. Yep. Yeah, Bushnell. You, boy, you just sit, listen to this show and you just fill your bags up. You can fill your bags up. You know, at some point during the year, we gave away six dozen golf balls for some. That's golf balls for a week. Yeah. Some, that's golf balls for the rest of their <laughs> life. Right. But every, every week here on Golf Talk Canada, we give away more and more. And stay tuned. About 40 minutes or so, we'll tell you how you can win a full set of golf clubs. But before we discuss more news and headlines, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. Okay, so Tropical Storm Henri has put a damper on a couple of on the proceedings here at the Northern Trust. I mentioned Cameron Smith. I mentioned John Rahm. What a strange year it's been for John Rahm. COVID twice being or getting or positive for COVID twice. Uh, keeps playing great golf. But Corey Connors is also in this golf tournament, a scintillating 62 on Saturday's third round. Whenever they do start this final round, <laughs> he's four shots off the lead. Yeah, he played well. He's uh, gone, sort of moved into from 70 to 69 to 62, but that 62 was really something else. I was uh, heading out to the golf course, and you know we're sort of on call in our job. Always. If something happens special, you have to kind of be ready. So I was sort of there, sitting there, and he, when he hold that shot on uh, the ninth hole, for a seven under through the first nine, mm-hmm. I went, oh boy, I'm going to have to wait and probably have to watch this. And then the next hole was a bogey and kind of came back to earth a little bit on the back nine, but still 62. Um, and that wasn't even the course record. I mean, it was at the time for about, for about what, half an hour before yeah. Camp Smith came and had the shot at 59 and uh, just misread the putt on the last hole with really, really good legitimate chance. Like a, what, maybe, I don't know how far it was. What would you say, 12 feet? 12, 15 at the absolute most. Boy, they are just ripping that golf course apart out there. Well, and that leads to the final round. Assuming they do get off later today, the conditions are going to be soft. I'm expecting a a shootout, especially lift clean in place. Yeah. Like, this is going to be target golf, is it not? It is. It's always, you know, the trade-off is always uh, well, you get soft green so you can attack, but you don't get as much distance because you get no roll. So, you know, there's always a plus and a minus to, mm-hmm. to each side of that. But I think that, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine that the, someone's going to need a, someone's going to win this with a 70 or something like that. It's going to sure. be a low 60s for sure. Maybe we'll see a 59 today. Maybe, maybe that we'll would see 58. Really, maybe we'll see 58, exactly. Uh, speaking of low scores, though, we mentioned Noah Steele. He won the Osprey Valley Open on PGA Tour Canada McKenzie Tour, and they're actually off to PEI this week. So it's a bit of a short turnaround for them. We'll speak to Noah a little later in the show. But he won yesterday by six shots. Incredibly impressive, but he's also an amateur, which makes this even more impressive. Yeah, uh, amateur golfer. I mean, he's a very good amateur golfer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and not to take anything away from Noah's performance, this is the McKenzie Tour you know, is a little bit lighter this year than it would be normally because you don't have a lot of the international players, American players and stuff going in. But still, by six shots, that's a ridiculous 
uh, margin. And the, I can only think of two other amateurs who've won on the Canadian Tour in the days gone by, and that would be uh, James Lepp, who won the Vancouver Open, and then Rob McMillan also, who was, uh, both those guys were outstanding amateur golfers like Noah, mm -hmm. and the Noah's come up through the, obviously, Team Canada program, national program, and they got a, um, spots in the fields for those, and uh, I mean, the, the, the ceiling on this young man is, is pretty, um, it's got to be pretty high right now when you see what he's done and how well he played at this golf tournament. Boy, it's, I can't wait to talk to him, actually. I know, it's, it's great to watch. He, was, uh, he got emotional after as well with uh, his family, some friends walking around at uh, TPC Osprey Valley. And it, it's great to showcase guys like Noah on PGA Tour Canada because many guys on the on the PGA Tour have graduated through the PGA Tour Canada McKenzie Tour and used it as a platform to kick off their career. So, you know, Noah Steele could be the next great Canadian golfer that we're just hearing about now. Yeah, well, look at look at the track record of guys who've gone on to the national team, on to the McKenzie Tour, and then on to uh, bigger things, you know, Mac Hughes and Corey Connors and mm -hmm. Adam Hadwin. And, you know, I mean, you can go on and on and on with down the list. Basically, every top Canadian player uh, has done that. Roger Sloan was the only guy who didn't go on to Team Canada. He didn't didn't get mm. invited to that. But the other one, Nick Taylor, they're all on there. So um, it's great to know that there's this continuation of this feed coming up. You know, we've got Adam Svensson and Taylor Pendrith joining the PGA Tour next year, and then I'm sure it won't be too long before we see Noah Steele on uh, on the uh, as a turning professional and probably working his way up as well. It seems like week in, week out on the show, we're always talking about a great Canadian performance, and it, obviously, you know, I. In, f in the five years I've been a part of this show, this has been an unbelievable year for, for Canadian golf. It's week in, week out. There's a top 10 here. There's a win here. There's another great finish here. Brooke Henderson finished T13 at the Women's Open Championship. We'll discuss Brooke in our next segment. But another big tournament coming up is the Solheim Cup. And that gets underway in Inverness in Toledo. And that's in just a couple weeks. One of the great events to watch as a viewer, as a spectator, it's it's the it's the Ryder Cup. It's it's the, essentially the women's version of the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup, and that's where you see emotions coming out of players like <laughs> you never see before. What's your excitement level for the Solheim Cup? It's it's good. I love this. This is uh, you know this is just the equivalent of the Ryder Cup, and it's great. And there's all that same kind of uh, I don't want to call it animosity, but us versus them kind of yeah. attitude for. What's going on? And as we're sitting here at 10 after 10 in the morning uh, live, the, uh, they're announcing the uh, round out of the U.S. team. Mm -hmm. uh, we can tell you that um, they, they announced their, well, they had automatic qualifiers following yesterday's conclusion. Nellie Korda, Danielle Kang, Ali Ewing, Austin Ernst, Lexi Thompson, Jessica Korda, Megan Kang, Lizette Salas, and Jennifer Kupcho. They'll round those out uh, momentarily. And then the... Um, European team, Emily Kristen Peterson, Georgia Hall, Anna Nordquist, Sophia Popoff, Charlie Hall, Charlotta Saganda, and then the rounding out, uh, I don't have the picks here. Did I miss them? There were six. Six more, right? Handed <laughs> on there. Six picks for Team Europe. A good, a good radio host would have one of those, have those on, but. Uh, I can tell you, though, Bob, that the U.S. picks are now in. Okay. So we let's have go with those. Brittany Altamore. Yep. We have Mina Haragay and Yomi No. Okay. Those are the three on the team on Team USA. So all twelve players are in for Team USA, and the Europeans, their twelve are also in. And look at that, we have two weeks or so until the Solheim Cup. We saw a great finish the last time the Solheim Cup was around. Suzanne Pedersen um, made that putt uh, to 
clinched the cup, I believe. And then retired. And, and retired <laughs> on the spot. What a way to go out. <laughs> exactly. Talk about going out on a high. But looking forward to the Solheim Cup as well. Of course, the Ryder Cup. The picks are coming in soon. We made our Ryder Cup selections last week. And now we both picked Kevin Kisner on our American Ryder Cup team. Maybe spent a little time partying after that victory. <laughs> Got to New York a little late, perhaps. Missed yeah. the cut by a lot. But... Personally, I still think Kevin Kisner has to be on that U.S. team, if it were me. He's a pretty feisty guy. He's a guy you like in the locker room, and he's a great putter. So those things go well together in, uh, in Ryder Cup and any kind of team action where you're playing those different formats. It's not, uh, you know, it's not 72 holes of stroke play. So uh, I like that. I like his chances of getting on that team. And it's a coincidence they're playing at Liberty National this week because we were together in 2017, 34 years ago. It's hard to believe it's already been that long, at the President's Cup when Kevin Kisner was there. You can just tell he's that glue guy with, with the guys. Uh, he was... Uh, mingling with the fans on that first tee, which was a, a great stage uh, to tee off for the Presidents' Cup. But Liberty National, hopefully we see some golf a little later today. We'll continue to update our viewers and listeners today on what goes on there. 11.30 a.m. Eastern, knock on wood. Hopefully they can get it going underway there. But Bob, over the weekend, there was a, a ladies' major at Carnoustie, one of the great venues in golf. Anna Norquist picks up her third career major championship win. Brooke Henderson finishes tee 13. We'll discuss both of those players next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Try the all-new Tour Response, a tour-quality urethane ball that doesn't cost as much as a ball played on tour, only from TaylorMade. Visit taylormadegolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks, listening live here on TSN 1050 or watch us on TSN 5. We are radio on TV today, next Monday, and the following Monday as we Boy, recap. Can't get away from us. <laughs> as we recap the FedEx Cup playoffs, because generally today we'd be recapping the Northern Trust, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We'd be discussing bubble boys and who made their way up the list, but tournament's not over yet. We're in a weather delay. <laughs> Hopefully teeing off in about an hour. It's already been pushed back four hours here. Knock on wood. Hopefully we have a winner. The trophy handed out at around 7 Eastern tonight. That would be ideal. We'll discuss that, the Northern Trust, and much more with Mark Sacchino at the top of the hour in our fifth segment at uh, about 11 o'clock Eastern. Mark Sacchino will join us. But over the weekend, Bob, there was a major, the final major on the LPGA calendar at the Women's Open, the AIG Women's Open. Anna Nordquist picks up the third leg of the career Grand Slam. Before we discuss Nordquist, Brooke Henderson, how about Carnoustie? Carnoustie mm-hmm. is just... An epic track. The unbelievable finish. I know we discussed this would have been in March, the best closing stretch in golf. Right. Carnoustie has to be right up there. Yeah, I think the last three holes, really almost the last four holes at Carnoustie really provide, and it did provide a lot of drama coming down the stretch uh, yesterday for some of the players who had a little bit of a difficult time handling it. And there were some some interesting shots (laughs) played (laughs) left, right, and center. But you're right. I think it's a good finish. It's a hard golf course. 
you know, the for this week, the elements really didn't play that much of a, mm-hmm. of, of a story. They, there was very little wind, you know, a little bit here and there to keep them honest. But the final round was just, it looked like uh, Miami Beach. I mean, it was sunny, warm. They were out in their short sleeves and everything. It wasn't quite as, as uh, harrowing as I remember it from the last time I was there for the Open. But it's, it's a great golf course and a good test of golf. And, and you can see the scores were pretty good, I think, though. I mean, 12 under par is a pretty low for... Carnoustie. Absolutely. And they didn't have quite the same conditions they had at the Women's Scottish Open the week previous right. when that was breezy and a half. We saw some gale force winds there. But it's funny, you know, Lynx golf is such, it's so different because the last time we saw Carnoustie on a national stage, the 2018 Open Championship when Francesco Molinari won. Tiger Woods had that great run, briefly held the lead on the back nine on Sunday, nearly broke the internet that day. <laughs> Molinari goes on to win. But the fairways were, were rock hard. They were browned out. And I'm, I know you were there that week. And I remember you telling a story about Adam Hadwin, you know, rolling out four irons 300 yards. Yeah. He, I think he said on the 18th hole he hit a six iron over 300 yards or something. It's, um, it, was, it was rock hard. It wasn't like that this week, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of moisture, I think, earlier in the week. So they had, I wouldn't say they were soft. Um, but they were certainly not like they were in, in uh, the last time the Open was there. So it's, uh, it's always, you know, it's always a bit of a, of a guessing game. I've been to enough Opens, men's Opens, where you, you get, uh, I mean, I've covered it in um, shorts and a, in a golf shirt, and I've covered it wearing a toque and, you know, everything I have with me, and complete rain suit and sweaters and everything underneath. So um, when you pack going for the Open Championship, you got to pack for four seasons. Now, were you there in '02 in the third round when when Tiger shot 81 and at Muirfield? Were, were you were you there? Yeah, and, we and were geared there. up and yeah, yeah. It was uh, my the, my favorite story about that one was the you know the the rain was just it was like night and day depending on the times you got to play. Mm-hmm. And Tiger, I think, lost a ball in the first hole. He first drove it into the long stuff yeah. and. Um, but at the end of it, kind of towards the end of the day, we were going home, and the rain was still just coming in sideways, and we had a long winding road back to the place we were staying, and uh, there was a public golf course there, and the people were lined up on the first tee. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. There are hearty, hearty people over there in Scotland, I'll tell you that. I wouldn't have been outside if I wouldn't have put my dog outside in that weather, but there they were. You know, it's funny, that day, we'll, we'll get to the Women's British Open here momentarily, but um, Steve Williams wrote a book, and he was Tiger's caddy, obviously, at the time, and he told a story in this book that that morning, he ran around shirtless yeah. because it was nice. And then by the end of that round, he couldn't feel his hands writing down the score. So, yeah, Lynx Golf, you'll get all four seasons in one day, but some relatively benign conditions at the Women's Open this week with Anna Nordquist picking up the win. And we'll see her again in a couple weeks at the Solheim Cup as well. But this was a, this was a pretty darn good performance for Nordquist, who hasn't, hadn't won in a very long time. Uh, yeah, that's her third major, though, so let's I know. not discount her. Yeah. She, is, she is quite a player. She's a very imposing player. She's about 6'1", and uh, I think she's got one of the most consistent ball-striking games that I've ever witnessed. She's mm-hmm. always in the fairway, it seems like, always on the greens. She's, uh, she's a really talented, very talented player. Um, probably the best Swedish player since Annika, I would think, in, in terms of comparisons. Mm-hmm. But it was a good finish. I mean, there were lots of players. At one point yesterday, there were six players tied for the lead. It was, uh, it was a lot going on. Brooke Henderson was only three back starting the day. She made a bit of a run with a couple of birdies through the first five or six holes and then kind of came back a little bit. But um, it's, uh, you know, she's never, I don't think she's, 
a huge fan. I think she likes Lynx Golf, but I don't think she under has, has had a great deal of success. She's never broken into the top 10 mm -hmm. on that. It's the only one of the majors she hasn't. And she had a tie for 13th and then tie for 11th, I think, three years ago. But other than that, she's been outside the top 40. Mm -hmm. So you got to learn to adjust a little bit, which I think she does. She seems to like the experience, judging by her social media. Mm -hmm. um, but I was hoping for, uh, hoping she might put a little... Uh, gas in the in the tank yesterday and put the pedal down and see what she could do but didn't materialize that's okay well you mentioned the six-way tie atop the leaderboard because on the sixth hole brooke henderson hit that par five and two and she had a 25 foot putt for eagle that had about four feet of break and she almost made it yeah so to briefly go one shot off the lead unfortunately did make three bogeys in her next five holes to uh, fall back uh, off the leaderboard but all in all i mean we put expectations on Brooke, given the amount of success she's had. She's the best Canadian professional golfer ever. That's just, that's fact. And her best finish in a major this year was a T7 at the U.S. Women's Open. She was in, inside the top 25 in the other four majors. But in her mind, what do you think she's thinking as she looks back at her major season? Is it, is it satisfaction? Is it disappointment? Is it just a learning curve? What do you think? I, I think there's disappointment from her. I think she would be. I think she wanted, wants to win. She's talked recently in the last couple of years about wanting to win majors, getting herself up. She's geared her game around the majors. It's a little different since COVID came in. She really has to spend a lot of time with her dad, who's her coach, because of the border situation. So that's played into it a little bit. Um, you know, she's gone eight tournaments now without a top 10. And that's the longest stretch in her career since 2015 when she joined, which is absolutely remarkable when you think about it. Um, mm -hmm. That's stunningly good golf. Right now, a bit of a lull. And I kind of wonder if, you know, there's some changes in her life. I know Brittany's married now, so she's probably not spending as much time with Brooke or things. There's some rumors out there, you know, that Brittany might at some point, you got to expect this, might move on from caddying. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brooke might look for another caddy. That could be something, a change is not necessarily a bad thing. That could be a good thing. I don't know that. I'm just hype, right. hypothetical. Um, but if it does, but, but maybe Brooke might want to at the end of this. She's got a, basically a month off now before the next tournament. She might want to sit back and start to analyze things and think about what she wants to do and how she wants to improve and what the route is. And maybe it's just getting some time to spend with her dad now and coaching or stuff. Well, maybe she wants to hire a coach. But um, maybe a bit of a crossroads for Brooke at, uh, after this season. Listen, in the top 25 in, in five majors is, is a great performance. We shouldn't discount that. And we do put a lot of expectations on her. But I think, uh, I think she's, she wants and I think she expects more of herself. And 2021 has still been a, a quite a good year for Brooke Henderson. The victory to get to double digits in her LPGA Tour career, five additional top tens as well. And you mentioned the consistency. She missed the cut at last year's Women's Open. It was her first start since the, uh, the COVID shutdown. Uh, and, so, and she took a little more time to get back going after. And that was her, her she missed the cut last year. That's the only cut she's ever missed in a major championship. And the run of consistency she has is great. And you mentioned a break. You know, I, I, think, I think she deserves a break now. She's traveled, <laughs> what, 52,000 kilometers in the last five or six weeks? Like, yeah, she's, I think she could be just a touch burned out. I'm sure she's flying home, or maybe she's home now as we speak. And I know uh, I was talking with her agent about that just to confirm the travel details. And he said there were so many connections she had to make and so many different things she had to go through. Um, in terms of passports and COVID and testing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure, she, as I say, the next tournament she's got, 
uh, will be at the Cambia Portland Classic, which she's won twice. Mm -hmm. uh, it was her first PGA or first LPGA Tour win. So uh, I think she'll probably hope, or hopefully, she'll just put the clubs in the corner and just put her feet up and maybe go down to the beach and uh, in Naples there where she's. Uh, residing for a while and then just go from there. Absolutely. So well-deserved uh, three-week month off stretch for Brooke Henderson, a T13 at the Women's Open, rounds of 71, 69, 70, and 72. A great performance by Brooke Henderson. Speaking of great performances, Noah Steele, Osprey Valley Open, PGA Tour Canada, McKenzie Tour, a six-shot victory. We'll be joined by Noah Steele after the break. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Zucchino will be around at the, at the start of Hour 2 at 11 o'clock where we will chat about the Northern Trust still in a rain delay. They had to wash out all of Saturday due to Tropical Storm Henri or Henry. And now they're hoping to get underway in an hour or so. They've already delayed four hours. Hopefully we have some live golf to discuss. It'd be fun to have a little, you know, to have an update as you go on the PGA Tour because last year when it's in, in the stages of COVID when we were still very locked down we had shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays and the Thursday shows I always loved those Bob because we could yeah. you know what because there was one show in particular when Mackenzie Hughes had a chance to shoot 59 and you, you in, in our group text you said boys I gotta go here I have to go interview Mackenzie Hughes I'll be back it was sort of it's fun to update the viewers as uh, and listeners as it goes on that is it's good always good to have a little bit of golf on a Monday when you're uh, otherwise just kind of sitting around and putting the feet up absolutely so uh, we'll see what the Northern Trust hopefully we get some uh, some golf here being played shortly and uh, Corey Connors is four shots off the lead of John Rahm and Cameron Smith are currently holding right now but this past weekend on the PGA Tour Canada McKenzie Tour, the Osprey Valley Open, where Noah Steele won by a commanding six shots, rounds of 66, 65, 64, 66, 23 under par in four rounds for Noah Steele. And we're now pleased to be joined by Noah Steele on the line. Noah, congratulations on the victory and welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Hey, thank you so much. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be on. Okay, so we're hours after your victory has this sunk in yet this unbelievable performance to win the osprey valley open uh it's just just starting to um honestly just super thankful to uh to have been able to play uh this week i was a, a later entry and um i guess everything happens for a reason uh, i've been working hard on my game and uh, and things were, were in a nice spot so i uh, i was happy to to get to compete here and and end up uh uh, leaving as the the winner, so it's, it's starting to settle in, uh, but um, probably will more and more over the next day or two. Noah, when you started in this tournament on Thursday, what were your expectations? Um, honestly, just to, to just to commit to a game plan I had created for myself, and um, and honestly, just just put myself in position, and uh, honestly, just go kind of one shot at a time, um, and uh, that's that's kind of how I. I honestly try to approach things um, normally uh, and uh, and just kind of roll from there. And I, I got off to a nice start and 
um, I was able to continue that throughout uh, throughout the rest of the week. So um, I didn't uh, necessarily have a, a ton of expectations, honestly, if, if any, other than to just um, just try and play the, the best I could. We're in conversation here with Noah Steele, who won the Osprey Valley Open by six shots. Now, Noah, we're also in the greater Toronto area right now, and the weather here has just been incredibly humid, uh, sort of feeling 40 <laughs> degrees Celsius and then some. For you, when you're competing, uh, how, if at all, did that affect you? Clearly, you, you posted some great scores, but in terms of hydration, staying focused, how, how were you able to manage all that and still put together four dominating days? Yeah, it was it was really hot out there. Hot out there in pants as well. I was joking that on the range, I was just baking on the range, kind of sweating through my pants, which doesn't sound too nice. But it was really really warm. Definitely uh, tried to to drink a lot of water throughout the night, um, you know, leading up to going to sleep, and then and then kind of keep that up throughout the day. But um, kind of my thing on the golf course is, is peanut butter and honey sandwiches. So so that helped. They usually have one one per nine holes. So I think that kind of helped me stay. Um, alert and whatnot but um, ended up yeah dealing with the heat actually pretty well um, it, it is really hot but it, it's pretty similar to, to what I was in a lot at, at school um, I went to school uh, in the Houston area where mm. where it gets quite warm a lot of the time so yeah a lot of water um, was definitely drank and we were well taken care of on the golf course with that so you mentioned your school Sam Houston State University in uh, beautiful Huntsville Texas. I haven't been to Huntsville. Yeah. I don't know what it's like, but you finished up in May. And uh, so what's the plan now? Now, obviously you've proved yourself. You can, you can play professional yeah. golf. Is that, uh, that on the, on the horizon? Absolutely. Yeah. I think in the, in the near future, for sure. Um, a lot of things have, have changed and, and happened pretty quickly. Um, I was just, you know, a couple of days ago or a week ago chatting with um, Derek Ingram, our, our national team coach, kind of about, you know, the next uh, next phase of what our schedule w- would look like and, and maybe you know what q schools i would try to attend and um you know, i think there's there's definitely lots to be gained from from this week and a lot of things that i actually still need to learn and kind of be informed on um but uh yeah the the, the plan is is definitely to uh, hopefully turn pro uh, this this coming spring and um and get started on that part of of my journey you mentioned experience and, and learning. Um, you had a piece of the lead at the Canadian Men's Amateur uh, a couple weeks ago in Windsor, Ontario. One-shot lead heading into the final round, turned into 73 that day, came in fifth. Obviously, this time around, you won by six shots. How much did you take from that experience at the Canadian Am that you applied this time around and won by six shots? Yeah, I, I took a lot from that. Um, honestly, I... Uh, was disappointed to to not to not get it done at the Canadian M, but I I pulled so many great things from that event. Um, and and honestly, I was in the position I was at the Canadian M from from a few uh, tougher weeks um, on the road prior. So um, I I honestly I saw a lot of really good things at at the Canadian M, and um, you know I shot a, a couple really good numbers, um, and then uh, w- was able to to just kind of you know maintain that that play. But I actually I felt really quite calm on, on the golf course all week out here um at the Osprey valley open and um yeah i just i, I honestly like when i got up to to each shot or, or a putt i i just you know, i had a lot of belief in myself to execute um you know the the decision that i had made um and uh, and i just yeah i honestly just just went forth with that as much as i could but i, I think drawing from those you know those experiences or those feelings the final round or Maybe a couple of mistakes that I did make, and you know, and didn't maybe didn't want to make those mistakes again. Um, you know, I definitely learned a ton and, and was able to use that this week. So, so you you sort of said you're gonna you hinted that you know the pro tour is on the next spring. With uh, what's what's left now? Do you play more 
uh, PGA Tour Canada events? Do you play some of the top amateur international events? What, what, how do you sort of move your, the rest of your year now? Yeah, so right now I, I am in the, the final two PGA Tour Canada events in British Columbia, so the Kelowna event and the Victoria event. Uh, I'm not going to be playing in, in PEI the next uh, two weeks, I don't believe, but I, I may add um, one in the one in Calgary and the one in Saskatchewan and play the final four. So um, playing the way that I did, I think, certainly uh, brings up you know the, the reason to, to maybe adjust a couple of things. There was, there was talk about a couple of us going to play uh, the Irish Amateur Open uh, in, in mid-October. So um, that would be kind of the next amateur event, I believe, which should be an awesome experience. I've never played uh, in Europe before. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to try and you know maximize the opportunity I have with um, these McKenzie Tour events and, and see where where that can maybe take me. That'd be an awesome opportunity going over to Ireland. It's a very different golf than here in the in the Canadian uh, area or the North America or so. But uh, I, you know what, Noah, if if you need a caddy, I've uh, I've been to Ireland twice. Um, no, but uh, it's it's a great spot to go you, play golf. You'll uh, you'll uh, trust me. You'll you'll be happy you got long pants for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Maybe even a jacket to go with it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe even a jacket, maybe even a toque. Uh, but no, and, and also, yeah. um, Noah, congratulations on the victory. Um, I'm sure your phone was flooded with texts, with phone calls. Nick Taylor congratulated you on Twitter. What, what's the reaction been on your phone from friends and family and social media? The support's been amazing. I, I, I have my mom and my sister and, and a few other friends and family here this week, and uh, you know, receiving all all the the messages and, and a couple messages from some people that I have really looked up to over the years uh, has been really really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I know I'm super super thankful for for their support and, and for them taking the time to to reach out and, and hopefully I you know, get to spend some time with with Nick uh, down the road uh, and whatnot. But but my phone has been busy and um, then it's been it has been nice to, to to be able to hear from from lots of people and. Um, yeah, I look forward to, to reaching back out to, to as many as I can, but uh, the support's been amazing. Now, Noah, um, you know, COVID's been a challenge for everyone in whatever walk of life you're in. What has the last 18 mm-hmm. months been like for you? You know, we see guys in the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, PGA Tour champions week in, week out playing. But, you know, for someone like you who's, you know, trying to make this game at a professional level, you just had this breakout, breakthrough victory. What have the last 18 months been like for you? Yeah, they, they've been a lot of kind of getting used to, you know, making making plans and, and being okay with changing those plans. Uh, um, you know, I, I think it's it's actually really helped me to to kind of go with the flow a little bit more. I definitely kind of kind of am a person that likes to to have a plan and have some structure in it, and it's definitely not really allowed that um, always. Uh, and there's been been lots of things to have to you know, overcome and even, you know, with, with being here and the times I've been in, in Canada, just like, oh, like, are we going to be able to be out at, at golf courses playing and practicing and, uh, and whatnot. So honestly, I, I have, uh, I have moved around a lot and been back and forth to the U.S. Um, and, and thankfully been able to, you know, stay healthy and everything. And, and my family has as well. And um, yeah, so it, it, you know, it's been, you know, very uncertain uh, times and unsure times, but um, you know, I, I think it was a, it's a really, it was a good opportunity for, you to put a lot of work and time in as well and, and, and kind of see where you needed to get better. And you, and you had the time to do that um, at, at various points, especially in the beginning when things were, were really kind of slowed down and, and whatnot. So I, I played an eight-week an eight stretch in, in the U.S. this past summer um, in, uh, of amateur events and was super lucky to get to do that and, uh, and then came back. And, you know, thankfully the Canadian Am happened. And then now this, this season here, 
um, for the for the McKenzie tour. So it's nice that things have moved back, you know, in a a more normal direction, and, and hopefully we can continue that. But um, the, the this this time is definitely uh, taught me a lot, and I, I think I've grown a lot in the last you know eighteen months, um, and, and, and as well since since finishing up with with school uh, and kind of working towards my next step. So. Well, no, it's, it's been a lot of hard work uh, done by you. Congratulations on the victory. Six-shot win at the Osprey Valley Open, and we look forward to seeing you again on PGA Tour Canada McKenzie Tour, hopefully very soon. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for, for the time and, and for having me on. It was, it was awesome. Absolutely. Congratulations again, Noah. The rounds of 66, 65, 64, 66. Imagine being 23 under par in four days. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, unless you're playing a video game on easy mode. 23 under par at Osprey Valley, too, where if, if the wind blows, like there's fescue everywhere, there are three very different golf courses as well. This is just he's, some great golf play. He's beating seasoned golf professionals, seasoned touring professionals, you know, who have been out doing this for a while. So uh, not only to win, but to win by six shots is very impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive stuff for Noah Steele. We'll have a full recap of the Osprey Valley Open, including highlights uh, on Golf Talk Canada television this coming Wednesday at 1 p.m. on TSN. And we'll hear from Noah again. What a victory that is. Amateur winning by six shots, 23 under par in four rounds. Congratulations again, Noah. Bob, on the other side, I teased this earlier in the show. We're going to tell you how you can win a full set of golf clubs valued at nearly $6,000. We'll discuss that next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada, wrapping up the front nine, or hour one right here on GTC, live on TSN 1050, also live on TSN 5. We are radio simulcast on TV today. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks here in studio. Mark Sakino is going to join us in about 15 minutes, oh, where wow. he will give us a live weather update of what <laughs> is going on right now in the Jersey City area. Bob, we've been delayed now for, well, it's a four-hour delay. What do you think? If if you do you think we're gonna finish today? Let's hope. What do you think? Uh, fingers crossed. It would yeah. certainly make life a lot easier for you and me. That's all. That's really that's really the the first consideration that the PGA Tour should have. Come on. Just, uh, just playing really a dome. Sure. Yeah. They know Golf Talk Canada television tapes on Tuesday. Yes. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll get it done. They'll do. Listen, they the people at there's every consideration is for safety, and you can understand why they did what they did. They canceled. Sunday, they took down, not only did they cancel, they took down basically anything that looked like it could fly away. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the storm was quite as bad as they were expecting, but it was bad enough that you weren't going to play golf, per se. And so I think the real safety issue now is more about, uh, well, two things. One, the golf course, what kind of condition is it in? And number two is if there's lightning. So, uh, and as long as the greens don't puddle up, um, I'm sure they'll do their best they can. Everybody, 
Everybody, players, officials, everybody wants to finish today. Trust me. Well, especially given that, you know, there's another playoff event supposed to begin on Thursday. There's so much money on the line. Uh, spectators will not be on the golf course today, which is a good sign, uh, you know, for safety sign, I should say. So, you know, and a lot of people said, well, why don't you just have the guys, the, the top guys, you know, go into, into a playoff? But there's so much more at stake here. Guys are moving yeah. in up and down depending on where they finish. You could, it could be, a, a, I mean, a career changing day for a lot of players out there you know Mackenzie Hughes right now is projected to move inside the top 30 so uh, that would be a big movement for him well we know what happened last year with Mackenzie Hughes at the BMW championship that's supposed to get under- underway on Thursday let's hope they can play some golf here very soon now we mentioned off the top of the show here at Golf Talk Canada we do we give away we have a lot of giveaways every week we did a number of weeks of Mr. Butcher, MrButcher.ca, and we gave away $100 gift cards. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to give away our grand prize, which is everyone who, was, who won a gift card from Mr. Butcher will be in another draw to win a barbecue for you and your nine closest buddies. Oh for Mr. Butcher gear or, or Mr. Butcher food and everything they have there and and I know we're both avid fans of yeah. their products. Did you have any Mr. Butcher over the weekend? Uh no, I didn't actually this weekend, okay. but uh okay. well I did. No, I did one day last week. I had a Thursday, I think. Wednesday or Thursday I had a steak. There you but, go. But uh, we've got I've got uh cod sitting in the um, in the freezer, I've got mm. lamb. I've got steaks, obviously. Oh, I've yeah. got some chicken burgers. The chicken burgers were the first time I ordered those. That's they they were really good. That's I good enjoyed those. We had a couple of ribeyes over the weekend, and they were uh, they were delicious. So look out for that giveaway. That's coming up in just a couple of weeks here on Golf Talk Canada. Now, speaking of giveaways, Bob, you know they say time flies when you have fun. <laughs> it's already the twentieth week of twenty weeks of TaylorMade. We've given away drivers, we've given away iron sets, we've given away wedges, putters, golf balls. But now tonight, we are giving away the grand prize: a custom-made through the bag fitting at TaylorMade. 14 clubs, golf balls, golf bag, everything valued at over $5,800. And, Bob, you know how you win? All you have to do, follow Golf Talk Canada. Follow TaylorMade Canada on Twitter and Instagram. You're in the draw to win. Tag your golfing buddies. We will announce a winner later tonight on social media. That's pretty uh, pretty exciting stuff. Now, we've both been through the fitting experience. Yes. So, uh, I've been through several times. I think you have, too. I have. And uh, it's really, it's amazing. I was saying this to somebody on the weekend. It's amazing how these guys know from, like, you take three swings, and they say, okay, try this. They take a club, or they take a shaft, they put it together, try this. You know, just to get you with the right um, ball flight, the right mm-hmm. spin rate, all those kind of things. And it's just like magic to watch these guys do what they do. And, of course, our friends at TaylorMade had a big day for us, all the TSN folks, uh, last week on Thursday. And there's a picture on uh, several pictures on different social media. Mine's got one. I'm not sure if you had one posted up there. But of, of all the TSN people together. And I told Nick Obrich, our good friend, mm-hmm. the marketing uh, manager there, I said, you know, there are people in that picture that I have not seen since yeah. the start of COVID. Yeah. In live, because usually you're in here all the time, you run into people, you see them. There's also, like, people don't realize, I don't think that our our, um, our schedules are so different. I, I've only, prior to that day yesterday, I have only really spent, I've, I've said hi to Bob McKenzie passing in the hallway. Yeah. I've never really spent any time with him oh. because our seasons are so opposite and our yeah. times are so, he works evenings, I work days. It's just very, very different. So it's kind of a neat experience that uh, that they put on for us. And even guys, you know, Brian Hayes was there. Jeff O'Neill was there. They won the low gross of the event. I we played have, with them. We, you did. That's right. That's right. And we have to shout out Lindsey Hamilton and Kara Wagland. Yep. Annette 61, 
Might have to question the handicap there the, a uh, little bit. The inquiry but, sign was raised. Okay. I think we ha- might have to have a urine test. Yes. Yeah. Doping. Yeah. Some drug testing. But uh, they both hit bombs. Yeah. They both hit it straight. They They're both players. And uh, so I was playing with Gino Retta. I've done a lot of work with Gino on Junior Hockey Magazine on TSN 1050 for the last 10 years now. And with our good pr- producer pals, Jamie Rydell and Mike Kaczynski. And uh, it was just a great day. Yeah, And uh, one of the great things about the day, too, was that we got to see some of the new product. Yes. And we gave away a new set of P790s on this program two weeks ago. We gave away two of the new MG3 wedges as well on this program one week ago. They were both there looking forward to hitting the new wedges because when we got to test them, I don't know about you, but I, I got a lot of spin. Yeah, they're going in my bag. Yeah, I only hit a sixty, but I, which I don't usually carry. I have a fifty-eight as the highest, but I hit it, and it was, uh, it was like butter. It was, yeah. I was, I was, mine was a fifty-six, and I hit it about four times. I said, "Yep, perfect." So uh, again, thanks to our friends at TaylorMade, thanks to Copper Creek, a great day, and great to see everyone again. And yeah. it, it's nice to, you know, like you do radio hits all the time with Brian Hayes and and, and Jeff O'Neill, and nice just to interact with them uh, in person. I was, I did a radio hit with Jim Taddy, yes, guy. Uh, just after, and he was asking all about the O-Dogs pregame regimen. I was telling him he was doing jumping jacks and push-ups. He was getting the body ready. Everyone, want, everyone wants to see O and Al's brother go at it. I believe there's another race scheduled. Is there? I think early September. If anyone's listening, if Al's brother, if you're listening, please text me. I don't know. All I can tell you is O is a very good golfer, and is he, he can hit it off the tee. He was long. I'm, okay. I'm not very long off the tee, but he was well by... But any, everyone else in the group, so it was uh, it was good. It was a, a memorable day. Thanks to our friends at TaylorMade, Copper Creek. Uh, really enjoyed the day with TaylorMade. Now, Mark Sakino was not with us that day because he was doing PGA Tour radio. He was playing in a different TaylorMade media run event. Oh yeah, last Monday, where Mark shot a bogey free sixty eight. Same same, uh, same golf course, right? Same golf course. Not sure about the same tees. Uh, I don't know if he was playing it forward or playing it back. We'll ask these questions to Mark Zucchino after the break. We'll also discuss the Northern Trust. Are they going to play golf today? Are they going to finish golf today? Are we going to see a Northern Trust trophy handed out? Hopefully we see that. We'll discuss that and much more with Mark Zucchino after the break. We'll also be joined by Todd Kierstedt, Paragolf Canada, and so much more. He does a lot of great things in the game of golf. Looking forward to catching up with Todd Kierstedt as well. Winners, weird and what, and leaderboard updates. That's all coming up in Hour 2. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. 
Welcome back to the Back Nine, Hour Two, right here on Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks, live on TSN 1050 as well. You can watch us on TSN 5. Bob, it's funny because we were just talking about 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And after we just made that little announcement, our social media handles are absolutely like Are they going crazy? On, on our post, so we put out a post last Wednesday that uh, we were doing the full giveaway. We've had over, it's been viewed over 4,000 times. Wow. We have 18, or no, we have 3,000 people who have applied or are in the draw. So, I mean, this is a big moment coming that's, up. You know what? As, as big as those numbers are, that's still pretty good odds if you want to get in. I know. Winning this experience is a lot better than 649. Absolutely. And like I mentioned, over $5,800 it's wow. valued at. And uh, looking forward to uh, interacting and speaking with the winner of 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, the grand prize. We'll announce that a little later tonight on our social media channels. Now, speaking of TaylorMade, Mark Sacchino is a member of Team TaylorMade. Mark Sacchino put up quite a number at Copper Creek last Monday, and Mark Sacchino is also involved with the Northern Trust coverage for PGA Tour Radio. We're hoping to see some golf. Hopefully we have an announcement here in just about half hour or so, and hopefully we see some golf being played very shortly. And speaking of Mark, he now joins us on the line to discuss that and much more. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? Boys, what's going on? I, I think we're going to have golf. The practice range is open. That's always a good sign, right? Because how many delays did we have this morning already? 11. The, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be specific. Just to be specific. In the final delay, they did announce the range is open for players to uh, warm up, practice, yada, yada, yada. So that's always a good sign. Because when they, when they post, hey, we're starting at this time, but you can't practice and the range is closed, you know that's BS. You know we're not playing golf at all anytime mm-hmm. soon. So the range is open. Final group set to go at 142. We've been waiting around all morning. We were uh, supposed to – our broadcast was supposed to go live at 10 a.m. And uh, as you can imagine, uh, we're still sitting here. So now we're supposed to – our broadcast is supposed to start right now at 1.30 I know TV's all over the place. I know TSN 5 is covering it in Canada. Mm -hmm. I don't know what time that starts. Do you guys know? Yes. So, Mark, so we're on TSN 5 right now, and the Northern Trust, you can watch that. TSN 5, 2.30 Eastern this afternoon. We are carrying the final round coverage of the the Northern Trust. Great. So so we have a broadcast. We know when you can hear it. We know when you can see it. Uh, let's hope now uh, <laughs> that weather cooperates. Because I don't know how much more rain this golf course can take. they got a great sub-air system for the greens. Crews were out all morning dealing with you know pooled water, yada, yada, yada. But at some point, i got to think it can't take much more. So if, there, if rain blows back in, and there is still some rain potential in the forecast. I don't think it's heavy, but I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering how much more this place can take. I think if Jay Monahan has anything to say, uh, the guys will play in hip waders to get it done today. <laughs> I really think they want to get this thing over with so they can get on to uh, to the next stop, the BMW Championship, which is at a course that really it's not a regular tour stop. So it's a lot of players have not, and I would think most of the players have not seen it. So it might be <laughs> might be good if they could have like one little spin around before the uh, the first round. Well, you got to think, right? So we're going to send seventy guys, like you said. Most, of, like you said, Bob. Most of them haven't seen the place. Um, uh, I was thinking about Corey Connors today because 
I mean, if he can put a low round on the board today, he can pretty much lock up his tour championship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. take that whole top 70 and then never seeing the golf course and that entire narrative out of the equation, which would just be so fantastic. Like, what a great uh, Saturday he had to go out early. And, well, we saw so those super low rounds. And, then, of course, Cam Smith with with one of the best rounds we've ever seen in the playoffs with a 60 but how bad was the putt on 18, guys? Was that, was that not the worst putt ever for a 59 in the history of golf? <laughs> if you want to try, yeah, you're trying for for 59, you know, you at least want to hit the hole, I think. But that, that, you had it going right and it went left. It wasn't quite like Adam Scott in the playoff last week. I know that was oh. four feet straight up the hill when he had his green reading book out for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah, that's the worst putt I've ever seen to win a golf tournament inside five feet since maybe Scott Hoke and the Masters. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, the Cam Smith, and he's such a great putter. It didn't even sniff the hole, didn't touch all. Like, I mean, he missed – well, he, he, the, the commentators were on TV. I saw the replay. They're like, oh, he misread that one. I, I don't know you if think? that was misread. That was just a dead yank. I mean – so, but hey, listen, before I forget, guys, how was the TSN TaylorMade Day that I missed at Copper Creek? Because I'm obviously because of the Northern Trust, I couldn't join you guys. Hmm. Uh, so I had to go out a few days earlier with the media day on the Monday, which was great. I, I played with uh, Koliakovo, hmm. and, and I played with Mc, uh, Mr. McDonald, and I played with a bunch of uh, the media that you guys are all friends with. And no, uh, we had a great day, but I know, you know, it was a TaylorMade versus TSN a few days later, and I haven't spoken to you guys. Who came on top? Who won? Well, you know, noted bombers, Lindsay Hamilton and Kara Wagland posted a net 61. So we're in the process of some drug testing right now. They went out. They hit bombs all day. 61 net. And Brian Hayes and Jeff O'Neill were the low gross winners. And Bob actually played with the low gross winners. And I believe O'Dog won the closest to the pin as well, if I'm not mistaken, with the new P790. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. hit it to about I would say they were all inside four feet on the closest to the whole hole I missed the green and uh, I I pretty much chipped in and those guys all missed their putts uh, so <laughs> that's what it. happens right you Jordan speak them Bob you yeah Jordan but they are uh, they are listen O-Dog as I was just saying before the break is a is a legit really good player and so is Brian Hayes might have to might have to kind of go back on that little you know right. <laughs> that, that national round where he might not break 140 or whatever it was I, I said I was the guy standing up because I played with Brian a few years ago up at uh, what used to be Mandarin mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like no no problem Brian's legit I think he was like 78 79 that day hadn't mm-hmm. been out really that year he's a great player never he played is. with the O-Dog but I heard I've heard he's a great player I was with David Bradley as well on the Monday. He was our fourth in the group with uh, Carlo and Jeff. Uh, but I got to tell you guys right now that uh, Kara and Lindsay got, got me by seven shots net. So they were 61. <laughs> My net was 69. So they got me by, uh, they got me by, what's that, uh, eight shots. So, uh, did I, but I, did, I hear the, did I hear you made seven birdies? Is that correct? I no, that is incorrect. Okay. I made uh, I shot four under gross. I was sixty eight, <laughs> but I had no bogeys. Four birdies, 
no bogeys, 68 for 69. So <laughs> Just another ladies, day at the ranch. The ladies got me by eight. I got waxed. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so, it's a, Mark, it's so funny you say that because you shot 68 and your net was 69. So you're a plus one handicap, and you didn't birdie a par five. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Yes, that's true, Adam. You're, that is true. So the stories are accurate in that. Okay. that I, yeah, I did not birdie a single par five that day. And still managed to go bogey three sixty eight. I could not take advantage of the par fives. Well, the interesting thing, guys, as you know about Copper Creek, two of the gettable par fives come really early in the round. Yes. And I remember the first four or five holes, I was searching for it like a miner in the dark without a light on his hat. I mean, it was brutal. I was all over the place making eight nine footers for par. It was a disaster. And then all of a sudden, I kind of settled in and, and got around going. But. Uh, but, yeah, so, Scully, you must have been putting for Eagle a bunch of times, I'm thinking, up the uh, top of I mean, Mark, you know me. I, I, I do like to try to hit bombs. I had the, a bit of a spray gun going out, uh, left, right, left, right, some army golf. I missed a lot of fairways. I was one under in the last six holes to nice. uh, post a number. Not a great number, then but, nice. but a number. <laughs> now, speaking of low numbers, Mark. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Assuming we get to play golf today at the Northern Trust, we're going to see some very soft conditions. I mean, the wind will likely be up. What kind of scoring do you think we'll see today? Do you think we'll see another, you know, a winning score today of, you know, in, in the 64, 65 range? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Adam. I think the only thing that can protect this golf course at all is wind. And it's all going to depend on how, the, how strong those winds are and how they gust. If you, if you can recall back to Saturday's round, that 14th hole, that little par three, 147, should be a benign little pitching wedge for these guys. That tee's protected by gusting winds. There's a hedge and kind of like a wall that, that encloses the tee deck. Players couldn't feel it. It was downwind. You saw Fino chop it there. You saw Justin Thomas make a mistake, Rom make a mistake. I mean, guys were making mistakes with wedges in their hand, and the only defense is really, is really that win. If we get those scenarios today with gusting winds, strong winds as the hurricane has moved through and those winds are still lasting, we've got a chance to protect this golf course, and it's going to be one of those things on certain spots, like 14, or like holes like 8 uh, excuse me, uh, six and then seven, how you know, one of them is, is, is typically straight downwind with six, and then the other one turns around and comes back the other way. So you're going to have like eagle opportunities and then potential others on the board when you flip around and come the other, other direction. So to me, that's the only thing that can protect this. I'm assuming we're going to be ball in hand because of the yeah. amount of rain we've had, right? It's already been super soft. These guys are destroying the golf course with darts. And historically, when you look at this venue, even going back to Adam Scott in 2013, the numbers aren't crazy low at Liberty National. This has been a, a, a rare occurrence, and the greens are perfect. And the conditions are, are super soft. That, that is a recipe for these guys to tear it up, and that's what's happening. So, to me, it's all wind dependent. It, it is the hardest set of pins we have seen, whole locations all week. So that that is going to be part of the equation. But unless the wind really blows, guys, forget it. I think it's going to be uh, another birdie ma- marathon, and. Uh, and as you guys have probably saw, seen all week, there are some bizarre ways of getting around this golf course. You know, you can hit six. You can be Tony Finau, hit 16 greens in regulation, and shoot six, 68, which was basically even par the other day, 68. Hmm. Or you could be Jordan Spieth, 
you know, hit 9, 10, 11 greens sideways. Like that round he shot on Friday, I think he hit 11 greens, hit it like a 14 handicap and shot 62. So many different ways of getting it done around uh, Liberty National. Yeah, there certainly are, and uh, hopefully we get golf underway. They're supposed to resume play in about 20 minutes' time. We shall see. Mark, thanks for your time today. Good luck on the call, and we'll see you for television later this week. We'll see you later, guys. I'm going to do my uh, vocal exercises, get ready for the six-hour broadcast. You know, <laughs> the, the very operatic kind of you know mm-hmm. warm-ups, very much like uh, a famous opera singers would do. So I'll head to do that now. I'll see you tomorrow, boys. Unique New York, Mark. Unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, boys. See you, Mark. That was Mark Sacchino. Hope Hopefully we get some golf shortly. TSN 5, you can watch final round coverage at 2.30 Eastern later this afternoon. On the other side, we'll be joined by Todd Kierstedt to discuss Paragolf Canada and so much more. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks, live on TSN 1050 as well. On TSN 5, you can watch us until the top of the hour. We'll have some golf, we hope. Later this afternoon, TSN 5, 2.30 Eastern. Final round coverage of the Northern Trust of Rare Monday. Monday fun day for the PGA <laughs> Tour. Hopefully we finish this later today. John Rahm and Cameron Smith, your co-leaders, 16 under par. Corey Connors, Canadian, just four shots off the pace. A scintillating 62 on Saturday. But switching gears here a bit, we're now joined over the line by... Todd Kierstead, who is the founder, CEO of Paragolf Canada, and so much more, friend of the program. Todd, good to have you back with us again. Adam, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. We're looking, looking forward to this conversation. Um, Todd, big things coming. The Paragolf Canada Virtual Open this week. We'll discuss that momentarily. But first, for those who haven't heard or are aware of Paragolf Canada, walk us through what it's all about. So Paragolf Canada is actually a groundbreaking initiative creating a pathway for Canadians of all abilities to advance in golf. Um, This is individuals with limb deficiency, shortened stature, seated golfers. Basically, in layman's terms, anybody that has a disability can play the game of golf and they can play it through Paragolf Canada. And you've got a big, big week this week. Am I correct with that with the virtual national virtual open? Is that right? Yeah, we created a virtual open, so there is no geographical boundaries. Uh, People can play two rounds of golf at their home golf course, submit their scores. Um, So it's basically all across Canada. we got people playing from Vancouver all the way to Newfoundland in this thing. So it's pretty pretty unique. People don't have to travel, and uh, people have signed up, and we have almost 200 people signed up to be playing this week. Wow, that's that's remarkable. Two hundred people signed up, and so more information more information on that paragolfcanada.com, Is that right, uh, Todd? That's that's correct. That's that's awesome. Uh, looking forward to to hearing all about that. Now, there's also the Niagara Falls Grassroots Development Program that just occurred. Tell us uh, tell us a little about that. 
So August 18th, we had the privilege of being down at Legends of Niagara. We had 15 individuals trying out the game. Uh, we had individuals that were uh, with Special Olympics. We had uh, individuals with cerebral palsy. We had an individual there that was a paraplegic. Um, a couple of individuals that had leg amputees, and they were playing the game of golf um, in an adaptive way. Some of them were playing it for the first time. Uh, but we are getting people back out on the golf course, and that's what it's all about. So Niagara has a pretty good following. We're doing a bunch of different grassroots programs all over the country. We have another one coming up in Chilliwack, B.C. Um, there's a phenomenal adaptive program that's happening in Medicine Hat. So literally, it's going all across Canada right now. On your on your Twitter, Todd, you've, you've posted a number of remarkable stories of some of these athletes who are... Um who are competing with you. And, and I mean, I look at uh, this one I'm looking at right now, Phil, I, I don't know how to say his last name, Badani. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Phil and, Badani. And so, I mean, he was a uh, in the Canadian Armed Forces, was shot at in Croatia. Uh, I mean, just give me a, tell me a little bit about his story and, and is this kind of reflective of the golfers who are, who are doing this? So Phil was, uh, he, he was serving his first tour in, F in Croatia uh, back in 1994. His jeep that was carrying him and his friend were shot at 54 times by the Serbian uh, individuals. He was shot twice in the back. His friend that was in the passenger seat was shot seven times and once in the head. Phil ended up driving almost 30 kilometers on a bullet-ridden jeep tires blown back to the base and back to get his friend back and they both survived and Phil became an Invictus Games athlete back in 2017 was involved in the Toronto Invictus Games and and one of the classifications that we do have is is wounded veterans and first responders and Phil's been an incredible supporter of Paragolf Canada and an amazing man um, and I just give thanks to him every single time I see him for for serving his country and allowing me the opportunity to do what I do with given me the freedom that I have. That's that's an unbelievable story, Todd. <laughs> that's yeah. mind-blowing. And what's it like for for you for everyone involved Paragolf Canada to to hear about these stories, to learn more about these people and just be inspired because we're we're sitting here with goosebumps hearing the story and and you know how he's able to go on to the Invictus Games, but how how inspiring is it to see uh, people of all walks of life who who are now doing what they're doing in this? You know what? Every day I'm amazed. Um, the athletes that are coming out, we just had an event over the weekend. We have individuals that are swinging the golf club with one arm. We have a gentleman that has actually set a world record for one-arm golf swing, and his drive was over 333 yards. Now, you got to think oh about this. This young, this young man in medicine had his name is Jesse Polkowski, is an actual CPGA professional that's played in with one arm and has competed around the world with one arm. And he's just one of the stories. We have, we have lower leg amputees. We have a blind golfer who is the best in the world, ranked number one. And unfortunately, they haven't been given the platform to share their stories, and, and the public doesn't know about them. So Paragolf Canada, what we're doing is we're sharing stories. Um, we're giving people a voice, but this is a 360-day initiative. It's not a one-week or it's not a one-day thing. This is something that's really exploding. Because, you know, unfortunately, people that are in adaptive situations, um, 
they feel a little excluded in the golf industry. And this is bringing it to the forefront, and it's making it happen. And our eventual goal one day is to make this a Paralympic sport. I was just going to say, Paralympics starting today, I believe, in, uh, in Tokyo. And, and is there a movement to try and push this through? Are you connected with, with your cohorts in other countries around the world? Yeah, we, we are. So right now, um, we have, uh, with Paragolf Canada, we have 12 of the best adaptive golfers in Canada. So if Paralympics called us up and said, hey, we're going to use it as a sport, we already have Team Canada already placed. Um, that's the great thing about it is using a classification system, we're able to create a fair playing field, plus using their already golf handicap index, we're able now to rank golfers based on their classification. And they're able to compete now around the world. I know we just have an individual named Curtis Barkley who's just outside of Ottawa that just competed on two uh, European events as part of the um, European Disabled Golf Association had an event in St. Andrews as well as London and he was a Canadian representative with 12 other golfers from around the world so it's getting some traction and hopefully in the next couple of years um, there's going to be rumblings about it being a Paralympic sport. We're in conversation here with Todd Kierstead uh, with Paragolf Canada. Uh, Todd, your your, Insta- your Twitter, your social media handles, TK Inspire. You're you're inspiring everyone listening and, and watching this now. It's uh, it's quite remarkable. Um, but you mentioned earlier uh, about Phil Bonani's story and the Invectus um, games, and they've been on for a number of years now. And the legacy events going on at St. George's uh, about a month or so from now. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so what we did is I reached out to um, the general manager that's there, Ian Leggett, and Invictus Games was, uh, they introduced golf as a sport back in 2017 in the Invictus Games. Uh, St. George's membership was incredibly welcoming to the games, and I thought, you know what, let's put an Invictus Legacy event. So what we're going to do is we're going to get eight former or serving military members and four NHL alumni and we're actually going to be walking the grounds of St. George's, playing the golf course where the 2017 Invictus Games golf happens competition. So, you know, it's just something to keep the Invictus movement alive. And it's just another way that we're saying thank you to our Canadian veterans. Todd, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing that. I'm sure we'll have you on again uh, just before the Invictus Games to uh, here on Golf Talk Canada to discuss the preview of the event. Um, but thank you for joining us today. We're incredibly inspired hearing these humbled. stories. Humbled. Uh, still have goosebumps, really, uh, hearing uh, the, the stories that you told. Thanks for your time today, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for the platform, and you guys have supported this since day one, and I'm so appreciative of, of that. Todd, thanks for your time today. We'll talk to you very soon. That was uh, that's unbelievable. And and Todd does some uh, some fun things too on social media. The, the trick shots. He's he's an unbelievable trick shot guy. I've never seen anyone better than him. Some of the stuff he does and the uh, the routine. He's got a real good show. And I think I saw that he put it on recently uh, as part of the uh, the virtual golf kickoff. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a, it's a lot of fun. And and. Super talented. Super talented. Looking forward to having Todd on again uh, just under a month, the St. George's Invictus Legacy event, uh, September 20th. So we'll have Todd on again before that uh, for another preview of what's to come. But uh, inspirational stuff, humbled. That's a good way to put it, Bob. Uh, On the other side, we'll switch gears back. Winner's Weird and What. It's our favorite time of the show. Always uh, wacky in the world of golf. And there were some pretty crazy moments over the weekend. We'll discuss those and much more coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by 
the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks here in studio. Nice to be back in studio. It's weird to be back in studio. <laughs> it's weird to be back in the building. This is like not the fifth time since COVID, I think. There you go. So we're back in the building. We're on TSN 1050. We're also on TSN 5 where you can also watch the final round of the Northern Trust a little later this afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Play supposed to be getting underway at some point here very shortly. We will update you when... They are back playing golf. Let's hope they can finish later today, and let's hope they can get the BMW Championship, the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, starting on Thursday. But, Bob, it's our favorite time of the show. It's winners, weird, and what. No shortage of weird and wacky in the world of golf over the last week. And this week, the tee is yours. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Okay, Adam, my uh, winner this week is uh, a good friend of uh, TSN Radio, oh. and that's Harry uh, Harry Higgs. Ah, yes. And uh, they love him on uh, they love him on Overdrive. And uh, actually, Hayes and O Dog were talking about him when we were going around the round how they hooked hooked up with him, and after you know he just became this this icon out yeah. there with the unbuttoned shirt and everything, and. Um, Anyway, he was playing uh, this week at, uh, at the uh, Northern Trust, yep. and he set a record, and it is the highest strokes gain around the green for one round. And the only guy to do it, of course, was Harry Higgs. He's, he recorded a 5.92 stroke. So that means he basically picked up six shots against the field with his play from just off the green. And the way he did it was to miss a bunch of greens, obviously. Of but uh, he actually chipped in once, and then he holed three putts from off the green, one from 50 feet using a putter, obviously, and uh, holed out for an eagle on that one. Another time he hit it in the pond and then uh, chipped in to save par. <laughs> and it was a remarkable performance. It's really, um, obviously, it's never been done before. So congratulations to Harry Higgs. Five, six shots with your, it's not really chipping and putting, but your short game around the, uh, around the green. Yeah, that's unbelievable to gain six shots alone in that stat alone. Uh, he's been on, been on a couple different podcasts, um, and his nickname is Big Beautiful. Yeah, that's right. So uh, congratulations to Harry Higgs. And yeah, he actually, I remember I was doing the Sports Center highlight pack the day where Harry Higgs, it was middle of the summer, and he was going for the 18th hole. And um, I couldn't tell you what, what tournament it was, but he missed the, missed the green by... 60 yards and had one of the greatest four calls in the history of That's four right. calls and the overdrive guys Hayes and Odog and Noodles they replayed that about 11 times and they were crying of laughter so <laughs> Harry Higgs one of the great honest interviews in the game of golf and a great chipper as well yeah one was a bun by the way was a 79 foot putt that
appeared this week is what happened to Hideki Matsuyama on the 10th hole mm. in the first round. Did you see this one? I did. I did. <laughs> it was so weird. I have seen golf balls end up in a lot of different spots, in cups, in uh, someone's pocket one time. I remember that. I've seen it end up uh, under chairs, in backpacks, uh, all sorts of strange places. But I have never seen one land inside a guy's shirt. And the weird thing about this was, like, if it was me, I probably would have just opened my shirt and let the ball fall out. He didn't do that. He, the ball was in his shirt. And so, believe it or not, when Hideki was actually taking his drop, the guy stood there where he was. He didn't move. And Hideki gave the two club lengths from the guy where the guy was standing. And okay, then I didn't see got that. the ball. And then they opened up the shirt and the ball <laughs> fell out, I guess, and he got it. But they had to play it as if that had come to rest inside the guy's shirt, which, I mean, it, it did, but you know what I mean in terms of the ruling. So he was standing there, and then he took these two club lengths and, and hit his shot from there. That's the, the weirdest uh, ball, I don't know even what you call it, ball retrieval uh, drop that I've ever seen in anything. Well, I remember there a couple of years ago at the Ryder Cup, Thomas Peters hit a drive that went into a guy's backpack i think or on top of a maybe it was his father's backpack it actually. was his father's backpack yeah. it went right on top of it that's right well i guess because the spectators are so close right? or actually you know what it was i think it was was it rory i think rory hit it yeah. and it went into thomas peter's father's backpack that's <laughs> well because the spectators are so close to you i mean this kind of stuff's bound to happen from time to time exactly. i mean inside a guy's shirt is taking it to another level <laughs> but, but yeah I'm just trying to imagine how, like, the angles for that ball. That I think it bounced once and then hopped up and just kind of. You, you wonder, like, was he shirt. looking that way? Like, did he try to like lean into it? I, I don't I, know. I don't think a ball could go into my shirt. No, I don't. Yeah, me too. Right yeah, yeah. Of course, you have them so tight because you got the big muscles. But <laughs> mine's just like the, the blurb. Um, and my what this week could actually be a weird as well, but oh. it's uh, it's Rory McIlroy. Okay. So uh, Taylor made inventive with their social media. Earlier this year, I know it was earlier this year, quite a bit earlier, because it involved Tiger, with mm -hmm. poor Tiger's injury. Uh, it's the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. And so they got all their team tailor-made guys to wear Boston Bruins jerseys, just like Happy Gilmore, like Adam Sandler, and do the, at the Adam Sandler, Happy Gilmore run up and mm -hmm. smash the ball. Mm -hmm. the, guys had, the guys had, like, they were terrible at it. They were really, except you know, for Tigers. Tigers was good. Yeah. Tigers was good. He hit it over 300 yards straight, but like, like I saw guys snap hooking it. Mm -hmm. But the worst one had to be Rory's. So Rory took yes. a yes. swing, yep. and it went off the launch monitor. <laughs> it broke the launch of it. monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely smashed it and, uh, and went off into the, uh, into the Netherlands. Uh, but I don't know how, uh, I, I thought, the ha I, I haven't really done the Happy Gilmore oh. thing. I didn't think it was that tough, is it? Okay, so... You can make it tough. It depends how fast you go into the ball. Like, the, like Matt Wolf couldn't really do it, and he was talking about this because he, he was trying to do like the, the oh, hitch yeah, into it and, and that sort of move. Tiger sort of like walked into it. But if you really want to be legitimately happy, Gilmore, you got to take two or three good little almost prances into it. Yeah, it's almost like a bit of a run. It's almost a bit of a run, a hop, skip, and a jump, a triple jump almost. I haven't tried it in a couple of years. Uh, I've done it before. Sometimes rounds of golf take a bit of a turn. You want to try some new things? <laughs> and did and it go well? It went. Yeah. It went. Uh, the ball traveled. Okay. It didn't hit any launch monitors. And did you go, did it hit it straight? Like some of these no, guys were snap no, hooking no, it. And no. Rory. Well, it was funny because uh, Morikawa hit it dead right. Yeah. And Rory, <laughs> Rory tried four or five times at a left and left and left. Tommy Fleetwood snap hooked it left. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it's, uh, it was quite a, uh, quite a show and takes a lot <laughs> to break the, uh, the launch monitor. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right, Adam, uh, your turn and the tea is yours. All right.
Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Fitting, because Phil Mickelson is actually my winner this week. So, oh. Yes, yes. So uh, that's a rarity for me and Golf Talk Canada and social media all-star that Phil is. But Phil is just the gift that keeps on giving on social media. <laughs> there was a great commercial last week, which we won't play now, but it was very funny with Phil and a beer company that he is sponsoring. But Phil on Twitter this week, uh, or I should say last week, before the uh, Northern Trust had a fun little practice round. It was Phil and Joel Damon and Keith Mitchell and Harry Harry Higgs. Higgs. And so Phil fo- first put out a social media post with the buttons undone, a la Harry Higgs, and said, you know, looking forward to our match. And then Phil live tweeted this match <laughs> on Tuesday. When would a professional ever live tweet a practice round? Probably never-ish, to be quite honest with you. But a couple of his funny tweets here. Here's one. The train is now rolling, and it's freight train, baby, all in caps. My driver, 8-iron, on the 515-yard 7th to 4 feet, as is one up. Free-swinging Keith is gone, replaced by Kevin. Of course, that's a play on Keith Mitchell, who was called Kevin Mitchell when he won the Honda Classic (laughs) back in 2019. There's a couple others here. You know, Phil likes to hit bombs. I like to say I try to hit bombs. Sometimes they go straight. But Phil put out a tweet. After a nasty bomb and a wedge to 4 feet, my heart came through, and I missed it to stay one up. I mean, Phil on social media is, like I said, he's just the gift that keeps now, on giving. Now, do we know for sure that it was actually Phil doing this, or was he telling someone to tweet it out? Maybe has like maybe some like a like a Twitter caddy. That now that's a good question. I mean, it sounds like Phil. It's I'm, I'm sure there's Phil words. I just wondered if he mm. said like if it was you, I'd say. Here, Tweet type this, this in, Adam. Yeah. But maybe, we don't know. Anyway, whatever it is, it's good. If it was you, it would be just made another 25-footer for par, <laughs> four for <laughs> no. three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, my weird this week goes to a strange story from the Highland Greens Golf Course in New York, where young Jake Ferrer was playing for the first time. 13 years old, first holes a par three, 130 yards downhill. They say, hey, Jake, here, here's driver. You know, you, you haven't swung a golf club before. Okay, sounds good. Maybe a couple practice swings. First ball he hits. In. First swing ever. First swing ever. Oh, my gosh. Now, is this legit? It, it's on the Internet, so it has to be true, obviously. <laughs> if this is true, this is an unbelievable story. You know, I remember a similar story from the Seaforth Golf Club where there was a young girl taking lessons. She took a bunch of lessons, but when she went out for her first hole, she made a hole in one, too. But that's, like, what are the odds? Not, not, yeah. Well, and there's that famous Alex Ovechkin clip that's on a lot oh, yeah. of sports center top tens when, I swear to God, where he, he hits it and the ball hits a tree and goes in. Now, it says it was one of his first rounds of golf with Ovi, who knows. But, I mean, first ever hole in one. Wow. Jake, congratulations, if indeed it's true. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's an awesome feat. Uh, my what this week? What a bounce Minji Lee got. Oh, that was Final incredible. round at Carnoustie. She's in the fairway, you know, has a shot at the green. She's trying to post a number. She was four or five groups ahead of the last group. So trying to post a number, get in the clubhouse, and see what happens. She won a major championship earlier this year, coming back from seven shots back. This was five shots back. She was really in the mix. Hits the shot. I want to say she hit it a little fat. Sort of rolls into the, the Barry Burn and bounces out. Imagine if that had happened to Jean Vandeveld all those years exactly, ago. Imagine exactly. if that had happened. Like, this is an unbelievable thing. Obviously, she didn't go on to win the golf tournament, but what, what a break that was. That was, uh, that was just one of a 
number of odd shots now. Some of them weren't so lucky, but uh, like the shank out of the bunker and the oh boy, it was. Uh, but but that's, I I would bet you, the odds like the number of times that that has happened like that are. One in a, I was going to say a million, but maybe not a million, but still, like I've never seen anything like that ball hopping out of the Hopping burn. in and out. Like sometimes you see balls that, you know, maybe hit a rock outside the water and skip forward or someone skipping a ball across. And the you, wall, you know, I mean, I, I've seen it in, yeah, in ponds, but the walls in the, in the burn are, right. Well, it's not a lot of room for it. It's right. going to be absolutely perfect to hop out. And, and you mentioned the shank. Now, <laughs> Nana Kurtz Madsen, okay, she's tied for the lead. Got a bad break with the approach shot. Downslope of a bunker. The, the commentators are talking about, oh, it's on a downslope, so the ball will come out low and skip forward. And she tried to hit the shot. She went for it all because she was tied for the lead with Anna Norquist, who had 30 feet for birdie, 35 feet. Yeah. And hit it about just, just off the hosel, sort of skyrocketed past through. Unfortunately, couldn't get up and down for double off, uh, after that, but... That shank came at the wrong time. You know, I was afraid that she was actually going to hit that out of bounds. Yeah. If you go back too far there, you basically into the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but thank goodness she, at least she got to finish up with a double bogey and kind of get out of there. Absolutely. Winners weird and what it never disappoints. Uh, another strange week in the world of golf. <laughs> another wacky week. But uh, speaking of wacky weeks, Monday finish on the PGA Tour. Hopefully they get finished after the break. We'll update you on what's going on right now on the Northern Trust as well. Other leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Wrapping up Golf Talk Canada this morning, Adam Scully and Bob Weeks in studio, TSN 1050. Also watch us on TSN 5. Well, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. They are now playing golf. At the Northern Trust. So, final round coverage is now underway. Hip, hip, hooray. So, let's see if they can get this done. Yeah, and uh, coverage will start at 2.30 on TSN 5 here. We've tweeted that out, but just in case you're asking, it is, uh, it is gonna, we're going to pick it up just like it would be on a Sunday. You'd get them the leaders just as they're sort of uh, finishing up the front side, I guess. That's right. So, let's say you're working from home or you just got back <laughs> from the office. It, it might feel kind of weird to watch the final round of golf on a Monday, but TSN 5, 2.30 Eastern, final round of Northern Trust. Cameron Smith and John Rahm tied for the lead. Eric Van Ruyen, Mr. Joggers himself, mm -hmm. just one shot off the lead. Justin new father. Thomas, new father as well. New winner on the PGA Tour as yeah. well. Justin Thomas up there. Corey Connors, just four shots off the pace. Going to be a great finish of golf. And we'll recap the Northern Trust Whenever it does finish, we are on TSN 4 and 5, Golf Talk Canada Television. That's Wednesday, 1 p.m., TSN 4 and 5. Bob, lots of other uh, leaderboards in the world of golf. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in golf. Anna Nordquist gets it done. Her third career major championship at the Women's Open, the AIG Women's Open. Brooke Henderson, a T13 finish there. Another solid major performance by Brooke 
Henderson on PJ Tour champions. Rod Pampling gets it done down the stretch. Jim Furyk missed a couple putts, had a chance to win. Colin Montgomery hit a ball in the water and was standing in the water on the 71st or I guess it would be the 53rd hole because they don't play <laughs> right. But uh, it was, that was a sight to see. Stephen Ames, another great finish. It's been a great year for both Weirsy and Stephen Ames. Hasn't they're, it? Uh, they're hunting down their spots on that uh, Charles Schwab Cup, which will, uh, is kind of like the FedEx Cup for the Champions Tour. Mm-hmm. Both playing well. And uh, really, um, Stephen Ames, you know, had begun to, uh, he sort of told me that he, you know, he's working hard in his game, but he hadn't really seen anything. Got a little bit of coaching mm-hmm. from our friend Shaheen. And, yes. um, and kind of came through now with a win, and he was sort of rejuvenated his career. He was thinking that it might be, you know, the window might be closing a little bit. That Champions Tour, you don't have a long time to stay in there. It's tough tough to get on there, and it's tough to stay on there. That's right, for sure. Good, good finish. Stephen Ames, a T7 last week on PGA Tour Champions. Okay, Corn Ferry Tour, the Albertsons Boise Open. Grayson Sig, your winner. J.J. Spawn and Aaron Ray, one shot off the pace. Top Canadian there is Adam Svensson, a T20 finish. Another very solid performance for Adam Svensson, who's making his way to the PGA Tour next season. Of course, Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Noah Steele, who joined us earlier in the show. Six-shot victory. So for the amateur at the Osprey Valley Open, and Mackenzie Tour is back this week, too. And interesting, the tour is going to spend two weeks in Prince Edward Island, mm-hmm. back-to-back events out in uh, what I call Paradise, Paradise Island. Ah, and a yes. uh, beautiful spot out there and lots of great golf out there as well. So the guys are going to be entertained, and I'm sure they'll have fun uh, camping down in, in one spot for two weeks. And now a little closer to home, speaking of leaderboard updates, I understand. Did you win a match over the weekend? Did you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Father Son Championship, the uh, match play version of it, and uh, I, I won't lie, I got carried by my dad okay. at 89, yep. who uh, mm-hmm. managed to um, managed to start off with a two. He went out his net score birdie birdie start. Oh, so that that helped the that'll cause. play. <laughs> that helped the cause a great deal. I won't, won't lie to you. And he kind of ran out of gas, but at eighty nine in the in the thirty five degree heat or whatever it was, that's understandable. He did his job, but yeah. And you were you were a third place finisher. You know what? Speaking of leaderboard updates as well, it was a major <laughs> championship at Bayview last Friday. The Pizza Open, great conditions. It was hot, but uh, wearing our matching Team Canada gear. And yes, we did call each other beforehand. We actually met up before to plan out the outfits. Uh, my buddy Gavin and I, we were a net 65, which he's, he's a one and I'm a two. That's not a lot of strokes. That's not a lot of strokes. So uh, thanks to, uh, to Mark and Jeremy at Bayview putting on a great day and uh, looking forward to the next major at Bayview coming up very now, soon. Is the pizza open, does that mean you get pizza? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, you got to eat pizza before, a nice hearty Italian meal afterwards uh, in a bit of a food coma probably. You can't really move after <laughs> yeah. that. So, but a great day all around. Now, speaking of majors, Bob, 20 weeks of TaylorMade, the mm. grand prize, custom-made through the bag fitting, at TaylorMade HQ, 14 clubs, golf balls, knapsack, golf bag, umbrella, the works. You can win that tonight. All you have to do, follow Golf Talk Canada, follow TaylorMade Canada, Twitter and Instagram. Tag your golfing buddies, and you'll be in the draw to win. We have over 5,000 entries right now oh. to win, and uh, it's valued at over, over $5,800. You'll love to see that. That's a great prize. Uh, just quickly updating yes. a little bit on um, the projections. Okay. So Corey Connors right now, thanks to that 62, is projected to move into 20th spot which would give him a really good shot at getting mm-hmm. into the Tour Championship. Mac Hughes uh, is ranked, who came in 67th, projected to move up to 64th. He's tied for 28th right now, so a big round from him. 
it's one thing to get inside the top 70. It's another thing to kind of give yourself enough room that you can get into the top 30 the next week. So obviously a big round will be needed by him. But mm -hmm. uh, some interesting players, up, interesting movement on the leaderboard. And, you know, I think it hasn't been, it's been the last time a 54-hole leader won a tournament was Phil Mickelson at the PGA Championship. That's right. So I don't know if that says very good things for Cameron Smith and John Rahm right now, who have the lead at 16 under par. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens today on a uh, what's probably going to be a shootout. And Corey Connors begins the day just four shots off the lead, and we'll have a full recap of the Northern Trust. We'll recap Brooke Henderson's performance on a Nordquist victory at the Women's Open. We'll also have our TSN Edge picks for the BMW Championship, the final 70 left in the regular season. We haven't had a win in a while on our no. TSN Edge picks. No, we're, we, we've gone a little, we went through a stretch where we had first and second place finishes for four or five straight weeks. And now we've gone a little cold. So uh, fingers crossed. Let's see if we can get it done. TSN 4 and 5, 1 p.m. on Monday. We'll be back for a full recap. Thanks to all those who listened this morning. Thanks to all those who watched us this morning. It's been a fun one, Bob. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. We'll see you for TV a little later this week. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for joining us. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.